Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They can't get them, but you can catch us. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. My name is Tony Dunn. They call me the professor. I'm here tonight with my buddies, Cody Lashney. What is up, my friend? Chilling, man. It's another Tuesday night, and we're just going to stretch out our legs, man. And just enjoy the night and talk about football. Just you know, uh, I got to get a good stretch in. And, uh, yeah, we'll do some of that, and we'll do it with the best Panthers fan base on YouTube. Josh from Mass, Susan Dean dropping her $14.99. We, you know we love you. Panthers rule 95, chill one. Legacy then, whole crew's here. Tony, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. CK in the house. What's up, my friend? How's it going, guys? Fantastic to have you on tonight's show. It's the 21st episode of the year. Tonight we're going to be talking about Cam Newton. (laughs) What episode do we not talk about Cam Newton? The big news about him is, I guess, it's got to do with his flight in this video. And it's the same story. It's the same Cam Newton story. You pick your side of it. You know my side of it. Cam Newton, you can sit on my lap. Next. We've got Chris Sims telling everybody that Cam Newton is who we thought he was. We'll talk about that tonight. And I also heard that Emory University put out a study about the best fan bases, this and that. And while the vast majority of Panther fans reacted negatively to this study, I'm going to tell you this is I've got reasons for you to believe Actually, for you to see some greatness out of this going forward, add Tepper to this, and all of a sudden we're going to be climbing those ranks. 
Most people upset about it, but the professor is happy about it. We're going to hear, be here and talk about it tonight. All right, go ahead. Smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave a review. All of that. Let's start, Cody, with what else is there to start with but Cam Newton. Cam Newton in Paris. Cam, watch. 2019. He's in Paris with the most ridiculous threads that Cam Newton can wear in a good way. This is relaxed Cam Newton right here. Yeah, very relaxed. Yeah, this is normal Cam. I'd wear this shirt. I mean, I guess the mind, this got blown up into the biggest ordeal in the effing world, man. Um, listen, I've never been six foot five. What happened? Yeah, so let's go to the All right, so before we get into this video, we'll watch it one more time, Cody. Is this, is that first Cam Newton goes to Paris, I think, to be part of Fashion Week or probably. He's all into the fashions, right, that are crazy. That's relaxed, Cam. We love you, Cam, and your fashions. But on the way home, it looks like this is Cam. We saw the pictures of Cam in Paris, so we knew this. But Cam all of a sudden is on the plane. It looks like this. From what I can tell, there is a front cabin ahead of him, so he is not in the front, front, first class of the plane. He goes and he talks to this person. He offers to buy their seat. This is what we're seeing here. Play it one more time, Cody, for us. Yeah. It should be playing right now. Um, it is. It's about to play through one more time with audio. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. Cam Newton offers to buy, I would say, the seat in business class. Yeah. So it's, it's not even like, first class. It's business it, class. It seems as though what happened was is that it, this was all last minute. Cam didn't have time to get the kind of seat that he wanted, so he took what he can get. Yep. There was a guy in business class that had a seat with more leg room. He offered him money. And see, this is what you and I were talking about before the show. Traveling from one continent to another. How much does it cost to buy a business class seat on a 10-hour flight across, you know, to a different country? I don't know how much it is. Some people were saying that Cam didn't offer enough money. But, I, dude, listen, I'm saying if I'm on the plane and if if that amount of money is anywhere near the ballpark of what I purchased for the ticket, dude, come on. that That's an extra $1,000 to pot. Dude, that's baby needs new shoes or whatever the hell you have going on in your life, you know? That, dude, that's, that's, uh, that's rent for some people. So, you know, I don't know why you don't take that money. But um, I don't know. CK, where are you at on this? You know, it's just, it's just funny. I mean, at this point, this is the storyline, right? This is what we have to talk about. Yeah, yeah, um, right. <laughs> give, us your, give us your in-depth analysis on the in-depth analysis. This is a play-by-play of exactly what's taking place. Yeah. You know, um, you got <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk about it from a football standpoint, right? Yeah, so give us the there's an offense. Offense is, is Cam trying to get the, the seat. 
Defense yeah. guy's not trying to give it up, right? Mm. Yeah. So, but there's a reason he's not trying to give it up. It may not just be the leg room. What if his wife's sitting beside him? Oh, right? yeah. Right uh, that that's the yeah. one. That is the you're the first that's one who thing. said it. Ck, is yeah, this is are you asking to move away from your wife, and are you concerned about Cam Newton sitting next to your wife? <laughs> That's what my main concern is here. Is this is this is fifteen hundred dollars for me to go away, sir? <laughs> Maybe put an extra zero to that. Maybe we'll talk. Miranda, I will not sit over here for fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, I think you're right here. Is that look? Is that what I love about this, guys? Is that this is a story. The rest of the internet and Panther fans will tell you to be mad about this. Blah, 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 blah. Like, why are we even talking about this? I always trash on Cam Newton. This is what I love about this, guys. Cam Newton is our star. He, We gravitate to him. Even in this moment right here, he's so big and bright. He is the son of Charlotte football. And I love that because nobody else is filming Jimmy Clausen. At the airport. Now, the $1,500 thing. Did he offer enough? Those tickets easily cost $1,500. To go Paris to Charlotte is an easy $1,500, right? And Cody's exactly right. Why did people say, people are saying this. Why didn't Cam book the first class? Is he too cheap? Is he like my boy Little Dicky saving that money? Maybe, maybe he is, but I doubt that the case is, is he probably had to get back and he had his chance of going back tomorrow, late night, something like that. And you can take this one and he got on it and he thought, Hey, I will offer this guy. Well, he was trying to see where his seat was at. Then he saw he had someone sitting beside him. He was close. He goes for it. He shoots his shot. The guy says, no, I don't know why he says no to $1,500. I would have said, Cam, I'll pay you $40 to sit on my lap. (laughs) That is what I would have said is you take 15. You want to pay me $1,500. I was going to pay you 40 to sit on my lap for the next 10 hours. I would have bartered. I would have said, hey, listen, you plan on going to Super Bowl this year? (laughs) Give me some of them tickets, bro. Well, the other thing, yeah, is this, is that. The initial reports that I heard is that the guy turned down fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard too. Right, and now it looks like eight hundred to a thousand. The other thing I do want to put everybody on is the guy who or girl who said no to Cam Newton is welcome on the C Three Panthers podcast anytime to tell us their thoughts behind it. But my first question is this: Is it because? Cam is a big giant black man. You don't trust him to pay the thousand dollars. Number two, are you worth more than a thousand dollars and you just want to sit there? Number three, CK said it could be a family thing, right? But a thousand dollars, I'm tipping my cap to my wife and saying, Hey, I, I mean, he could sit on my lap instead. No, no, let's give them a family experience, right? Let's. Hey, how how many times in your life could you have your wife sitting next to Cam? I'd be like, uh, baby, listen, 
As you see me all the time. For the rest of this flight, you're going to be sitting next to Cam Newton. All right? We're going to do this for the fan base. We're going to do this for our family. We're going to do this for the sanctity of our marriage. And I'm, the I'm, fourth I'm option is this, is why don't you come back? Is um, someone offers you $1,000 to switch seats. Why don't you say, would you do for 1500 So my question to you guys is this, is have you ever bought your way into or out of something? Have you ever no. been able to offer somebody... 20 bucks to move up. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been able to move up. I think I'm always the guy hoping I'm getting 1500 bucks to switch seats. <laughs> you hope to receive the offer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever paid to move up. Have you guys ever paid to get up or out of something? Uh, there's so many jokes to be made right there. I know. There, and I, so know. I know. For me to do not it. do them, too. Um, <laughs> uh, listen, man, I don't know if I've ever um, <laughs> paid to get out of something uh, or paid to get into something, if you know what I mean. Uh, the, I, I'll say this. I'm the type of guy. Paid to get into I Actually, when you say it like that, I was hanging with Jerry Richardson and the and the owner of the Patriots, and I paid to get into something. <laughs> and that was like, literally going to be my answer. <laughs> Listen, we have this spot in Florida. You'll love it. I promise. It's fifty bucks extra. Anything you want. <laughs> Me and Robert Kraft discovered it the other week. Yeah, yeah. I will tell yeah, you what I pay. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, all right. Oh, man. All right. All right. So Cam Newton here. Now, what do you guys think about this? Is that there have been what have been the sides of fans coming down on this issue? I feel like when I check Panthers Twitter, it's either like this. It's like people attacking Cam, people defending Cam. Where does this, like, how did this actually make news? Because I'm happy it made news. I think Cam has become an icon. And the fact that we caught him in an economy moment was amazing. But um, I feel like some people have been worried and defensive about this. And other people have been aggressive. While I've just found it entertaining. So, I mean, I don't know. But listen, in my opinion... I kind of agree with Legacy Land on this with, with the face palm. Like, it's so stupid. It, it, Cam Newton, and I feel like we talk about this every Tuesday night, and we're going to talk about it more tonight, but Cam is so undervalued as a football player. But then, you know, the bravado and the way he dresses and all these other, you know, different things that come with Cam Newton that's associated with the man. It, it, people are going to have their stupid hot takes no matter what. You know, this is going to be a bigger incident. I saw this one dude that was making it a black-white issue. Like, it's always just, uh, uh, you know, but Cam Newton, he's such a lightning rod because of who he is, that if this is some other quarterback, I doubt it blows up even half as much as this dumb shit did. Um, I don't know. To me, it's I kind of agree with Lynn. It's a non-issue to me. It doesn't tell me anything at all. It just means that 
Cam Newton is six foot five and wanted to, do, to be able to stretch out his massive legs on a 10 hour flight. And that's about as far as it goes from my perspective. Joe firing bullets. Joe Riolano firing bullets in the chat. I saw that. Gosh, Joey, you funny. You know it's so right, funny. It's so you know it's shut right. up. Shut up. You know it's right. Y'all are so wrong. He said this. Joe said, I know Tony would tell his wife, Cam is going to sit beside you and you're going to give him whatever you want, whatever he wants. God, Joe. Joe, it's Joe, not Joe. wrong. It's not wrong. Mad. Come on. I'm mad at him. <laughs> but, but here's here's the part to it, right? Like, you know, the question about whether Cam should have done it or not. Cam could have easily gone over there and just tried to flaunt his status as being the reason he should get the seat. Yeah, yeah you know, can I take he, a picture with you? He tried to. He yeah. low-keyed it. He low-keyed And you know what? He took his L and walked away. Yeah, <laughs> and he didn't like you know he didn't snap at the guy. I mean, no, he no. been like he smiled and went and went on, and it was like no, nothing beyond that. That's what's great about this. I'm so happy this is a story for the Carolina Panthers because we have a superstar with us. He is the sun that shines bright in Carolina. Now, fifteen hundred dollars is nothing to sneeze at, but hey, you know I always try to upsell people. I was going to say, what did I, I asked you guys, have you ever paid to get out of something? My answer was going to be this, fellas, is that I have missed out on this deal. When we bought my kid, I bought my kids a puppy to get out of going to a Boy Scouts meeting, a Cub Scouts meeting. I did not want to go. To this, I was like, I'd rather buy this puppy than go to this stupid ass <laughs> Cub Scouts meeting. So I, anyway. Bought this puppy. It's a pocket beagle. It's a miniature beagle. And it was like this big when we first got it. And we were at this, our local watering hole. And this guy offered me $1,000 to buy it. He started at 500 and I was like, nah. And he said, how about 1000 And my wife said, no. And I said, mm. <laughs> I'm ready to sell this dog to you. Like, and she was like, the kids will be so mad at you as you sold their dog. I was like, I could mm, take the money. All right. <laughs> moving on to the next subject is this. Chris Sims has put out, former Tampa Bay quarterback, has put out a top 50 quarterback ranking, I believe, and controversially got, well, he got into an argument with Kurt Warner over this ranking. Number 10 and number 9. Number 10 was Drew Brees. Number 9, Tom Brady. No, other way around. He had Brady and then Brees. No. Nah. Yeah, it, I can pull it up. He had, I thought he had Brady. No. Nope. Uh, it's Brees, then Brady, then Cam Newton at 8. You have the list up in front of you? I listened okay. to the podcast today, so I feel like I'm confident about it. I could be yeah. wrong, but I'm ready to bet on my memory. All right. <laughs> but <laughs> tell me. Well, uh, okay. So I, uh, let me pull up the video. Um, but I, the, the, everyone was all pissed off no matter what, because how dare you not say that, you know, uh, um, Tom Brady is the best quarterback that, that's ever lived. And I've also realized that people are kind of 
divided on Tom Brady, whether or not he's a system quarterback or not. Um, but, uh, you know, the fact that he had the audacity to put Cam Newton ahead, uh, you know, of of all these other legendary quarterbacks, you know, uh, that everyone hangs off the balls of, you know, that was blasphemous to so many people. But, you know, he said some stuff, if you listen to him, that you and I, Tony, have been saying forever, that a lot of real Panther fans have been saying forever, that he's one of the hardest quarterbacks to prepare for. He can do it all. I mean, not many at the position bring what Cam Newton does. All right, here, let me play you the clip. Here is the clip of Chris Sims telling you why he ranked Cam Newton ahead of the GOAT, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. Let's see what he's got to say. I will say, yes, the quarterbacks that I have in front of these two guys, I truly feel that if you put them on the Saints or Patriots, the results would be every bit the same, if not better. I just think the guys we have in front of them, in front of these, the 40-year-old and the 41-year-old, can do things on a football field that these guys cannot do anymore. And that's not disrespect to them. It's just, come on, father time comes to everybody. Right. And I'm just trying to point out that there's some other really great quarterbacks in football who are in the prime right now. Like the guy at number eight. Yeah, like the guy at number eight. Which and is, I actually thought you'd have him higher. You thought I would? Yeah. You thought I'd have Cam Newton ahead of that? Yeah. Yeah, Cam yeah. Newton, number eight. I know, and people are going to get on me too with this, I'm sure. You know, I get it. Okay, great, yeah. Okay, great, but Cam Newton, man, I mean... Just based off of how much I know you like him. I do. I like him. Well, the first thing I say about Cam Newton always is you can never look at the stats and, and try to, you know, qualify that as the, that telling you the story about Cam Newton. A lot of the things Cam Newton does for a football team don't get on the stat sheet. I think that's where we got to start. But before we even get into, oh, he's freaking Superman and he's got a laser arm and he's one of the greatest athletes to play quarterback ever and he's one of the biggest quarterbacks to play ever. But it's what his skill set brings to the table that doesn't go on the statistics statistical sheet that's always impressive to me. Paul, you know this. A lot of people in football know this. When you play the Carolina Panthers, the number one thing you're doing is going, oh my gosh, we got to stop Cam Newton and mm-hmm. all the things they do with him. And what he does is he makes defensive coordinators play defenses that they don't want to play, but they go, damn, we got to do it because they got the read option with Cam Newton. Oh gosh, you know, they got the bootlegs. He's so good. Oh man, the play action passes. We got to defend 60 yards down the field because he can throw lasers down that way. Oh gosh, damn, and then they have the, you know, 97 power king where they're going to pull the guard and the tailback's going to lead up in the hole and he's going to follow him and he's going to be the tailback. What do we do in that situation? So the things he does to set up that team for success and other players on the offense are for success, they all benefit because of the, the skill set that Cam Newton brings to the table. They're not about going to throw it 50 times and 5,000 yards. That's not Ron, Ron Rivera and, and Carolina Panther football. But the what he does on a game-by-game basis by stressing defenses out is as good as anybody in football, let alone his skills are still at an all-time high. I mean, he's a special football player. What's least- keeping him out? All right, that's Chris Sims. And while he was ready to rank Cam Newton ahead of both Tom Brady and Drew Brees, Cody, I feel like he has said a lot of things that we – as Panther fans have championed about Cam. Yeah. And most importantly, 
I think that you could tell that he had watched Cam Newton play rather than just commenting on Cam Newton's career based on statistics, wins, rings, etc. What I like about the discussion with Cam Newton is that he is willing to consent this, is that other teams have adapted around their great quarterbacks while the while the Carolina Panthers have been Cam Newton and Cam Newton only on offense. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, so, for example, when you're going to play the New England Patriots or the Atlanta Falcons, you know, you know that the quarterback can spread the ball around. But there's a lot of other things that they do in order to be successful. It's it's the, the offensive scheme, the, the offensive line plays well, and you know that you have to shut down a lot of moving parts. Whenever you play the, the Carolina Panthers, there's no Julio Jones to shut down. You know, we're, we're hoping for the emergence of DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. But for the most part, and we've all known this, if you want to beat the Carolina Panthers, you have to beat Cam Newton. And someone just put up a, a tweet the other day. I think his name is uh, Sion Fahey. People either love him or hate him. But they brought up he all is, of is, Yeah, he is an Irish guy. And um, he also, you know, him and Jeff Schwartz hate each other. Yeah. uh, So, I mean, listen, he put out a a list of all the receivers who had more than 25 receptions in their career from Cam Newton. And it's a lot of them. And Steve Smith is by far the best player on that list. Um, you know, Cam Newton has been having to do everything from the moment they got in here. And um, it's, it, you know, it, it's, it's refreshing to know that someone in the media isn't just parroting the same BS narrative that, okay, we're not just blind. Someone else is able to see what we've been seeing for years, that Cam Newton is the beginning, middle, and end of this offense. I mean, he makes it run. He's the passing threat, the rushing threat. I mean, he's a one-man wrecking crew, and he's had to be. We've given him nothing. CK, where do you feel about these? Well, I guess, have you heard about this? Have you heard about this story that Chris Sims is making noise by ranking Cam Newton ahead of Tom Brady and Drew Brees? To be honest, I was going to ask you a question about it. Um, with the is – it, is it just the top ten, or is it – he did a what, top exactly? 50. Okay. Yeah. So that, and he ranked, that, by the way, you want to get mad just yeah, while you're getting excited about this. He also ranked Matt Ryan as number eight, uh, number seven. So my question is not necessarily um, if there's 50, obviously we're, is it 50 of mo- the active quarterbacks? Uh, where they rank on the all-time great, or is it just no? Like this year, I right feel now, like it's like this: is he's trying to give you a top fifty rating as of this moment? Because he does continue to cite, "Hey, I'm not trying to downplay the legacy of Tom Brady or a Drew Brees," but he also props this up. He continues to say that. Drew Brees 
and both Tom Brady have now worked with excellent coaching staffs who have been able to help them kind of mature throughout their fit. Basically said this is that Drew Brees is not Drew Brees of three years ago. Tom Brady is not Tom Brady of two years ago. Cam Newton has been amazing. He's just been by himself and he really just is saying Cam Newton is such a valuable asset that I guess the rings at this point don't matter anymore. I don't know. It's hard to frame it. It's hard hard to so, frame it. He's not being disrespectful, though. He's just saying this, is that if we were picking teams right now, he's ready to pick Cam Newton ahead of Drew Brees yeah. to play tomorrow. Well, it, it mean, brings the question here, though, right? So Drew Brees, last half of the season, was not good. If you look at no. the quarterback rating, it was a bad quarterback rating. He was not yes. playing the same – game that he's been used to playing he cited um, that his 76 percent completion rate was misleading about his season saying yeah. that that was actually a bad thing not a good yeah. thing and when you think about the super bowl did tom brady win that i know he got the you know when we look at it that I mean he didn't win that super bowl that was one of the most boring super bowls we've ever seen I that's mean, a, so yeah. Look at it, that is kind of yeah. that's exactly what he's going on. Is this? He's not saying they're bad. He's just saying they're not the guys that what we do. You know how about this? Is that he said this? Is that at the very beginning he said if we put Cam on those teams, I don't think they get worse. And the the thing is with this is that the Panthers have gotten away for the last seven years with no offensive weapons and no offensive line. That has not been the case with those other teams. And I'm not trying to detract from Drew Brees' greatness or Tom Brady's greatness. Is what I what I think Chris Sims is saying, and what we have all understood to this point is Cam Newton is a luxury. He lets you get away with all kinds of other stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like having a big giant D, and then you got a mole on your face. Is that hey? It helps you overcome that. And what I mean is that Cam Newton allowed us to get away with so much for so long. And I think that's what he's pointing out. Yeah. And, you know, uh, so, okay, for example, this is a perfect microcosm, you know, and it's happening right now. And it's beautiful because I can use it as an example. We have a guy in our chat room. uh, He's a, a new guy. I've never seen him before. His name is David Tarr, and he's talking about, you know, the evolution of Cam Newton. And can Cam Newton take the next step, you know, uh, when, when he's not able to scramble and, and all of this? Well, I don't blame him for having that perspective because if you're not a Panthers fan and you just listen to the media and then you just watch things on face value, you think, oh, man, is Cam Newton accurate enough to win? Or is is just a scrambling quarterback? I mean, if you're not looking at it and you don't actually know what's happening, then it's easy to assume that, yeah, Cam Newton's been the problem. Most people that aren't Panther fans are like that. So then they hear someone like Chris Sims rank Cam Newton above the golden gods of Tom Brady and Drew Brees, and it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to them. But then when you listen to what Chris says and – and what's very true that Cam Newton forces defenses 
to play in styles that they don't want to play in. They want to be able to man you up and, and, and make you throw the football. But with Cam Newton, I mean, it, he has the ability to take off on a moment's notice. So you're not always able to play defense the way you want to because Cam Newton forces teams to adapt to his style of play. And that's really frustrating to a lot of defensive coordinators. So and to every yeah, defensive coordinator. That's the point. Yeah, is Cam Newton is delicious. And the reason that y'all here is Cam Newton is so delicious that you love him when you have him and you're going to miss him when you don't. That's just that simple. Oh, it's very simple about this is that if Cam Newton is healthy this year with North Turner in his second season together, which all signs seem to be pointing that direction, maybe with some potential breakout offensive help at wide receiver, some proven offensive explosiveness with Christian McCaffrey, and now, arguably, a strong offensive line what we've done is we've asked Cam Newton to do everything with none of that, and now we're asking him to do Cam Newton with that. I can't wait to see that. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow us at cat underscore chronicles. Go ahead and smash that thumbs up button. Subscribe to the podcast. Last comment before we go to – actually, we got one more topic to discuss before we get to the cat calls. I want to let me see this is that there was a fan ranking. Have you guys seen that a guy from Emory did a study and he tried to quantify the best fan bases? Has anybody seen this study? I have not seen it. All right. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to tell you this is that number one is the Dallas Cowboys. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to break it up into this is I'm going to pull it up just so I get the rankings. I've got them written down. All right. So the Carolina Panthers here, everybody, there's a podcast the guy has. He's a Emory University professor. That's a very supposedly prestigious school but the only thing i know about it is that i heard someone from their history department there was this giant plagiarism scandal so there was a stain in the academia world when it comes to them but anyway this guy this professor maybe a business and marketing he does a study where he's trying to quantify what the strongest fan bases are he has dallas ranked at number one He's got the Steelers ranked at number five, the Saints at 10, the Falcons at 13, the Seahawks at 15, and the Panthers at 16. And there was a three-pronged approach uh, to the way that he quantified this. And what he did is he based it on social media Social, uh, well, which what I think he described as social equity, fan equity, which was about uh, how much money people paid to go like, or I, I think fan equity was this, was how much money you bought paraphernalia. 
And then the third factor was road equity, and that's how well fan bases traveled. So the Panthers ranked 16, middle of the pack for fan bases. Initial reactions to this, Cody, do you think the Panthers should be ranked higher or lower than 16? Is it just right? Uh, I really have no problem with it, to be honest with you. I think that we're still in that, you know, import- even though we're a 25-year-old football team, we're kind of still in that important phase of building our fan base into, into what it's going to be for a long time. I'm not too mad at 16. I'm more interested to know, like, what teams were we ahead of. So, for example, the Browns are always terrible but everyone says that the Browns have this great fan base and they're so diehard, you know? So it's like, I, I really don't know. It doesn't, it, I mean, that, the Browns were ranked in the bot at 27. All right. So then, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not, it doesn't bother me really. And especially the fact that, you know, think of it this way, you know, we are a small market team technically like near Vosh, our good buddy old pal uh, points out in the chat. Uh, we're a young team in a small market. I guarantee you Green Bay is ranked ahead of us, but that's only because they have all this history. They've been around for a long time. They've had these legendary players come through their door. Um, you know, to me, it doesn't really say anything um, about our fan base at the moment. You know, Tony, I know you know that we were once coined the wine and cheese crowd early back in the the – the inception of the Panthers in the early years. Um, but since then, I feel like we've had some games where we really showed out. Um, we're always in the top 10 as far as ticket sales. I mean, always in the top 10. So, I mean, people here in, in the Carolinas, they support the Carolina Panthers. Um, you know, I, I wish maybe the environment was a little bit louder. Uh, you know, maybe we could get that going a little bit more. But other than that, I think that's probably a pretty – good ranking for right now ck i will i i feel like i'm coming from cody's position but then and i was wondering what how could i poke holes in the study and i started looking at some things i wasn't that upset but here you also hear that the chiefs have a great fan base and they're ranked number yeah. 31 what 29 in fan equity 29 in social equity, but do you guys now, you hear this, is the Panthers are at 16. The Chiefs, who have been around forever, at 31, You can't. how ups, uh, are you feeling good about this, CK? So, I, I mean, honestly, I feel good. I could see those numbers. I mean, outside of, you know, Patrick Mahomes, who else is, who else is getting jersey sales? Right. You know, well, I mean, you, you think about that. Um, I mean, and the success that the Panthers have had over really, I mean, if you think about it, the past 13 years, we've had some bad seasons, but we've had more success than Tampa Bay's had, you know, as far as in the past 13 years. Um, all right. So here I am going to poke some holes in this study. I want to tell you this is first of all, let's clap about the Carolina Panther fans on this note. One of the things I was interested in was social equity. And that was, is how much of an actual following did these teams have when it comes to social media platforms? 
So there was three parts to the study. Social equity, fan equity is merchandise. And then road equity is the ability to travel to like how they turn out other places. Listen to this. On Twitter, the Dallas Cowboys do have one of the highest ranked teams, if not, I think they're second highest behind New England. They have 3.8 million followers on Twitter. The Steelers have 3.4 million followers on Twitter. Saints, listen to this, a giant dip who is ahead of us in the rankings overall. But the Saints only have 1.4 million followers on Twitter, while the Carolina Panthers have double that at 3 million. The Panthers, it turns out, are in the top five of social equity when it comes to fan followings. Look, the Seahawks, we have more Twitter followers for our team than the Seahawks, the Falcons, and the Saints. And on top of that, when you look at Facebook, again, more than the Falcons. The Falcons have 2 million followers of their page. The Saints have 4 million. The Saints have a powerful Facebook presence. The Carolina Panthers, 2.33 million followers on Facebook ahead of the Falcons. But then I'm going to tell you a sad, sad story, guys. All this, the Carolina Panthers are great. We have what seems to be some of the most invested fans. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers may not have any fans at all. On Twitter, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers only have 771,000 followers. They have not crested a million, while the Carolina Panthers have 3 million. On Facebook, they only have 937,000 followers. I say, look, nobody cares about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They can't even... Nobody. This is so sad. The real story is this, is how, how how do they even make money? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, so, listen, before 10 tastings, it was crazy. Who was number 32 on the list? The che- uh, the Rams. Yeah, I guess since they just moved, that might make the sense. The Rams. Uh, yeah, listen, it could definitely be worse, man. Like, listen, I'm not embarrassed. This is actually great news. The fact that we're yeah. only 25 years in, we're middle of the pack, and our social equity is high. Where the Panthers rank low is on road equity. We're 27th in road equity and fan equity. So our fans like to talk about the Carolina Panthers, but our markets don't sell an insane amount of merchandise. 22% 22 ranking in fan equity. Yeah, we're not we don't have enough people yet. But our people are invested. That goes back to what we were saying. It's like a market size type thing, yeah. which is why I do think uh, uh, that David Tepper has, I mean, it's part of the reasons, uh, but I think, you know, you look at David Tepper really making an investment in the state of South Carolina, that two states, one team, getting all the people from North Carolina and South Carolina to buy into the team, I think is a big deal and there's something that's going to help us as we move forward uh, into our future. But, 
when it comes to social media, dude, Underground West hit the nail on the head. Our social media team is fire, man. Like it is. If you yeah. if you look at how good the content they put out on Twitter is, dude, look at the Our website uh, is good too. Yeah, they're getting better. Good. They need to get better. They need to buy our podcast, but. Yeah, but look, dude, look at the schedule review. The classic video games. Yeah. Everybody, everybody was doing Game of Thrones. And, of course, you do Game of Thrones at that time. You know, uh, uh, like our, our our social media team goes out of we the way. We met the, the social media guy at training camp. Leg Lynn was there. We were there with uh, the um, girl game bodyguard. And we met him. We had our picture. He tried to be clandestine. He was very nice, very, but just must be the most wittiest person in the world. But I think this is good news on this. I think there's a next level way to think about this, guys, is that if our fan equity, our social equity is that strong right now, that means we have a kind of a buzz among Panther fans, a commitment to talking about the team. Well, what you're hearing is this, is that, look, is that I don't think people are gravitating towards Pittsburgh as a city. I may be wrong on that. No. they well, are, But there is Charlotte is becoming a destination. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's kind of where the Yankees who used to go to Florida are now kind of creeping back up is I think we're about to hit the boom of the Carolinas Having that strong social media presence could result in more fan equity spending in the long run, road equity as we get more generations going by. That's kind of my theory on this. But you're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. Guys, um, so right now we've talked about everything. Is there Are there any other storylines out there on your mind before we get to the cat calls? Uh, yes. Uh, and if CK has one, he can jump in too. Um, uh, Josh from Mass jumped in with this earlier uh, that we are going to be playing the Buffalo Bills in our uh, in training camp. Oh, this training camp! Yeah, we're going to be scrimmaging against the Buffalo Bills, and uh, you know, there's lots of uh, conspiracy theories about Buffalo, and you know, trading players to Buffalo and recycling players and. You know, it's a joke. I know the chat room gets it. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think this is a good look. Um, I mean, this is, uh, you know, uh, I think it's good. You know, you forget that during training camp, you're going against your own teammates all the time. And it's hot as hell outside. It's refreshing to go against other people that's not just your teammates, you know. And that's what they say about the preseason as well. So I, I do think that it's going to be beneficial for us to play uh, another team with different players and different kinds of looks. Um, I, I think it's a good thing. And uh, by the way, I'm just throwing this out there. The year uh, in 2015, when we went to the Super Bowl, we also uh, practiced against another AFC North team. We played the Dolphins uh, that year. So this year we've got the Bills. So, that was also yeah. the year. That's what I was thinking. The thing that comes to my mind when we have these joint practices is Kelvin Benjamin tearing his ACL, and that's what happened. It was in a joint practice like this. So, hey, you got to do it against the AFC team. There are some ties between Sean McDermott and our organization. Uh, CK, we're 30 days away from training camp. Um, yep. 
we got 30 days to get through this desert of football. And it, there's nothing to this Buffalo thing, is there? Well, the um, no, there's not. Uh, but first, let me say thank you to Susan Deans. If she's in the chat room for the, you know, she's going to give me her tickets for the preseason Buffalo game. Oh, wow. That's so, wonderful. Nice. Yeah. Susan so that's, is the uh, person of the world. Yeah. She's all like unprompted. Like I was asking about, she had a friend who's trying to sell PSLs and I asked about the price on those. And I was like, yeah, those are a little outside of my price range. But she said, well, I heard about it. I asked about them. I was like, woo, woo. <laughs> sorry but, uh, for asking also, my bad but also you know she's got we got to tell her uh happy uh happy anniversary you know she uh, just celebrated an anniversary so happy anniversary to miss way susan to go Dane. ck thank you susan she has been a giant supporter of the c3 panthers podcast all right guys let's go ahead and jump into these cat calls and get on out of here one got... more oh yeah, yeah go ahead man go ahead so not to beat a dead horse but just to add to Marty Herney's resume, um, sign Paradis instead of going for Jonah Hill. Oh, oh, uh, yes, yes. Oh, what a great, great point. What happened today? News breaks that is it. I thought it was Jonah Williams, right? Yeah, Jonah, Jonah Williams, Williams yeah. Uh, first round draft pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. Jonah Hill. Um, yeah, every, <laughs> uh, everybody, if you've been listening to this show for a long time, we previewed players. In the very high the on this player. Yeah, yeah, we were very high on him. A lot of people were. A lot of people were saying he's the next Joe Thomas. Uh, very similar traits, very similar kind of player. Uh, yeah, he. Um, I, I don't remember the specificity of the injury, like what exactly it was. But yeah, they say he's done some sort of exit. I feel like it sounded shoulder. Yeah, it was a shoulder injury, and it didn't sound like he just got injured. No, it said he just went under underwent surgery. Like this was existing. How does that even happen? Yeah, I don't. That's a good acting job. I mean, if you are someone who was hurt with a shoulder and could be a first round pick, you got to do everything in your power. To not yeah. let on to that. Okay, so would you way, be Matt? To, would you do it? Yes, I would. Just to uh, put this into perspective, you know, we sometimes we feel like we've had bad luck in the draft. The Bengals' recent first. Oh, round they pick, have the worst. <laughs> so the Bengals', the Bengals recent first round picks: Jonah Williams is out for the season. Yeah, two thousand nineteen. 2018, John Ross. Uh, Done. Or no, 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 no. Then Bill, Billy Price makes, uh, missed six games with a foot injury. John Ross in 2017, 17 total s- snaps played. And Zero they're about games. to cut his ass. They hate him. Yeah. 2016, William Jackson, zero games played. And Cedric Oboye, 2015, 11 games missed. So the yeah. thing that you do not want is to be drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals in the first round. Or you want to be drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals and then you don't have to play. That's a a Bengals. The the lazy draft. (laughs) Yeah, the the lazy draft. Um, Yeah, man. um, I mean, it sucks for him, you know. That's um, the Alabama cat, right? Yeah. That we were dying for. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Greg Little, and your beautiful soft face. I hope you got a mean straight teeth. (laughs) Yeah, I believe he does. All right, that was let, it. 
the we're gonna jump into the last segment of the show. Well, second to last segment. We got ice mugs up on the way out. But it's the Cat Calls line. It's where you can be a part of the C3 Panthers podcast because it is this YouTube chat and these cat calls and the discussion that, that lingers on Twitter that makes this show fantastic and has kept us going through it. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. You can leave a message anytime. Let's see what you guys got for us. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good like... Who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? Who's that kid that can use one? Hey guys, this is DJ. Um, I just wanted to call because I wanted to... Uh, an ice up pick. I want to ice right. up the Charlotte Hornets, man. Why is it every year they freaking suck at picking in the draft, dude? They suck. <laughs> Mediocrity. <laughs> Thank God the Panthers are not like the Charlotte Hornets. Keep pounding. All right, the first ice up yeah. pick is over the Charlotte Hornets. I, I feel the that, man. Worst. The NBA draft has to be the worst thing ever. It's so bad. It's so bad. If There's only team, 20 spots, too. You know what I'm saying? Is this not like the NFL draft where we got to wait seven days to assess it? It's over in one freaking night, and it's still yeah. terrible. Yeah, and the, the draft lottery is so stupid. It's supposed to prevent tanking. But at the same time, like if you're the worst team, you should get the 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 best player in the draft. Like. That's how it works. I mean, I, I don't know, man. It, it, I, I, I'm not as big of a basketball fan as I am football, obviously. But I so badly want to, you know, ride and die for the Hornets. They just make it so hard, man. They really do. And now it looks like Kemba Walker isn't going to be there anymore. Yeah, I, I honestly hope that he goes where he can win the championship because it ain't happening in Charlotte. Not, not unless we uh, start doing things completely different. No, but. it's a million years away from Charlotte. Yeah, for sure. Ugh. So, I, I, I feel that. Good ice up pick. pick right there. Good ice up pick. All right, let's see what you guys got next. Hi, guys. Rich in London. Speaking What's up, Rich? Um, yeah, we're being mentioned a lot everywhere. Have you noticed? Um. Uh-huh. I've been hard following the Panthers now since the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And I listen to two or three podcasts a day on football and stuff. And I listen to you guys and everything. And I've never seen as much coverage as the Panthers as we're getting this year. So I wonder whether David Tepper's got a secret payroll for the media or for all sorts of outlets. But, you know, we're getting positive. Chris Sims has just released something good about Cam and Bill Belichick's speaking really positive about Cam. It's Peter Schrager's really positive about the Panthers and I've not yeah. seen this certainly the last two years and I know the team is better but you know everyone could claim that all teams are better and I'm, although I'm looking for the content I, it, it's never been as, as much or as positive as this so um, 
Yeah, interesting development. It, it, it's really, uh, yeah, I mean, from my point of view, it's fantastic actually getting my team's being talked about. Um, admittedly, not, <laughs> not listening to Skip. We've cried about our team helps. not being talked about you go. for so um, So, yeah, that was the first thing. Um, second thing is Cam's got long legs. As somebody who's only five foot eight, I feel sorry for the guy on the plane, but what a non-story that was. God, it must um, um, anyway, yeah, I guess it really is the downtime at the moment. Um, but I thought I'd give a quick phone in and just sort of, uh, pass on the observation. Hopefully, uh, all the guys are staying fit and staying well. I saw that the only guy that I wanted above Byron Burns, uh, Jonah Williams has torn his shoulder and, uh, is out for the season. So maybe we dodged a bullet there. Let's just hope everyone stays healthy. Anyway, guys, as usual, your podcast is fantastic listening. Uh, and big up to everyone out there. So yeah, Tony and Cody, great stuff. Uh, hi to Susan. Uh, hi to everybody else. G and all that lot. Okay. Take care, guys. Keep having. What a fantastic call. Thank you, Rich Kingston from the UK. And interesting there. This is, I think, going back to my perspective when it comes to Cam Newton and this video about the plane is that. First, there's nothing negative to say about it, right? Is that I think the Panthers, I think the difference between this is that they're what I don't think the Panthers are getting necessarily more coverage than they have, maybe a little bit more, right? They're juicing it from the media side, from the marketing side a little bit more. But right now, the coverage is positive to neutral to positive. Like, even this moment when it comes to Cam Newton on the plane, the worst thing you could say is the person said no. So, I think that usually we're used to any enhanced coverage having also a slightly negative connotation to it, while it's kind of just neutral at this point. CK, jump in. What do you you think, man, about the call and everything? Um. I, I can agree. I don't think we're still getting coverage. I feel like we should be. I mean, the love yeah. that I feel like, in my opinion, and I said it on one of my calls, I I think we won the off season so far. I mean, yeah. when you look at what was available as opposed to what we have, we won the off season. And the fact that the Browns are being more talked about than we are, with a yeah, Baker Mayfield did a pretty good job there the last half of the season, but when you don't play for anything, you can just do whatever you want. But they point, got like you know? ten number one picks in Odell. Like that is fine. Let them have that. We're coming with Cam, who's coming off the shoulder. I do think what Rich said was interesting. For the other part, is this is how many years have Panther fans cried? about not getting enough attention we are to the point now is we're actually feel like we're getting a little bit of our due at this point i think maybe the chris sims makes us has padded us a little bit today so we feel less defensive and you know something else that we need to think of too and i think this is a loser mentality you know, for a long time, it's always kind of been this thing with the Panthers that whenever the media was on us and talking about us and expecting us to do something good, that's when we shit the bed. And so there's almost like this reluctance 
where it's like, oh man, I kind of hope that they're not talking about That's it. That's exactly right. Yeah, where we, we need that reverse that. psychology. Yeah, and we don't have very many primetime games. We're not in the public eye a lot. And that's where kind of where we want to be, where we want to coast underneath the radar until people have to respect us. But th- this is what I'll say, though. If we want to be the type of fan base or the type of team where we are a perennial contender year after year after year, then us as a fan base, we have to start to get over that and, and understand that with the, the spotlight and the media are going to be on our team more and more, the more successful we are. And we have to know the that better. Our team is, the more it is, yeah, that is yeah, a good thing. That's why Cam Newton not getting the seat is fine. Next year, they're going to give him his own plane. I saw someone talk about it in the comments section. Turns out some people love the C3 Panthers podcast and the cat calls line because we got a little couple more calls to get through now. Hi, what's up, Pete? What's up, Cat Chronicles? What's up, What's up? What's what's going on, Tony and Cody? Carl D. in the house. What's going on? This is Carl D. How y'all doing tonight? Hey, um, I, I have a question. Hey, Tony, um, what happened to the broadcast? I mean, podcast last week, he cut off at mm. an hour and 26. It mm. didn't finish for some reason. I don't, don't know. Don't talk about just, it. Don't talk about it. So my version of YouTube, did anybody else in the chat they room? They did it for did all of us. Two Near weeks the, in a row. End, right at the end we of the don't show. know why. Um, it cut off. I ain't even hear the rest of the um. The um, cat calls all the um. Sorry, man. Sometimes the, you I know never what? I fired. I I deducted um, the pay of the producer about, by one hundred percent. If y'all hear the wind, sorry, I'm driving right now. Hopefully, the wind ain't distorting y'all from hearing me. I try to roll it up while I'm talking. Okay, that's better. Anyway, I was talking to. You were talking about the first celebrity in um, Charlotte last week, Tony. Yeah. If you didn't, if you play my podcast, um, I said it would be the Nature Boy Ric Flair. And if you think Boo. about it, the year 1983, Charlotte, I was North two. Carolina. I was two. The hometown boy, Space Show Mountain your was created in 1983. Woo! Mm. Woo! Mm. <laughs> He's Dallas, profiling, profiling, limousine riding. This mug like some Rick. Woo! Mug. Remember that, Tony. There's only one. <laughs> Space. I, mean, I was two years wow. old. Woo! Whether you like it or don't like it, you better learn to love it because it's the best. Going today. Woo! I feel like this is there's one more call, and I feel like it's got to be Carl D. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, this call I'm Can't call out. Um, I'm I'm blasting you. I ain't doing two more minutes of that mess, Carl D. He might have had a he might have had a question after that. You All right, let's see. Okay. Right. How in the hell are you gonna turn down fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> just uh, to switch seats with Cam Newton? 
really? That dude, when I seen that dude, I, I can understand why. I know why he didn't switch. You know what? I have a theory. I know why he didn't switch with Cam. He's a fucking Falcon fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, what I, that's my theory. Think about it. He right. didn't switch seats with Cam to get more leg room because. Nah, man, there ain't no Falcon fans. You know the that ass would have sold that seat, knew, seat in a second. You knew Cam legs was uncomfortable. He said, screw that. Screw <laughs> that. I want his legs to be hurt so he can't hurt us this season and give us the beating that we deserve this, this year. All right. All right. I'm tired. I'm tired. All right. I will say this. I did see the salesman on Twitter say this is that he wouldn't for $1,500 let Matt Ryan's get ahead of him in the grocery line if he only had one thing. (laughs) (laughs) I about died on that. All right. Anyway. I don't think. I I think that let's go back to the theory of he didn't want him sitting next to his wife. I don't think he wanted to have his wife have a child named Chosen Snow. Oh, (laughs) exactly. I have watched all of the Game of Thrones. I understand that. And turns out, John, you're king. You're king. Anyway. But technically not, but then technically, yeah. But I don't technically know technically where we're at. And I, all right, too. that's my ice up. Let's get into the ice up picks of the week. Oh, okay, and my good. ice up pick comes to snooty Game of Thrones watchers who only bashed the end of the season, the last season. And what I would say is this. Is that ultimately I just finished the series. No spoilers. But it felt like they had to try to wrap together a saga. And we needed at the last minute a moment of levity. Where it was like, oh, now go fix everything that screwed up. I don't know what else. I don't. I just ultimately my ice up pick goes to this: is that this this is what happens when you inflate your own expectations? Is that Game of Thrones? I watched all of it. I've read more than the books than most people. Not everybody, but more than most people. And at the end of the day, it was a really good and intricate story. But if you make it better, like put it on a pedestal, it's gonna fall short. I felt okay with the final season. So my ice up pick goes to the haters of people that just can't accept conclusion. Well, so I'm one of those people. Yeah. I'm going to push back on. Bring it on. Bring it on. I'm ready. I'm ready. So again, uh, we're not doing any spoilers here. It's uh, a lot of people had. Uh, There's dragons their, that fucking burn everything. Spoiler. Yeah. Okay, but my okay. I've read all the books. Okay, so let me uh, put my nose a little bit higher in the air than Tony Dunn's. Okay, I've read them all. Uh, all right, but on top of that, um, you know, so I don't know if you know this, but the showrunners, uh, they're already going to do a Star Wars movie. So, dude, they were ready to be done with Game of Thrones. Two years ago. That whole last scene, by the way. Close your ears. It's not a spoiler, but the table scene at the end had a Star Wars feelish 
to it. Yeah, I can. Uh, Does that make that. sense? Is that like the where it comes together at the end and the toast? Uh, it felt yeah. a little Star Wars ish at the end. It, it, it felt like, you know, throughout the whole show, you have a show that's built on character interaction and plots moving from one inevitable conclusion to another with a bunch of twists that you don't see coming. And a lot of the things at the very end you either saw coming. And they failed to set them up, or they didn't work for them. You didn't feel the relationships between certain characters. Tyrion is all of a sudden stupid at the end of the season, and he's one of the smarter characters in the show. I don't know. We can turn this into a whole nother podcast if we really wanted to. But uh, they had yeah, to go was, quicker at the end than you're ready. Quick. But ultimately, I would say this is it might not be the ending that you wished it could be, but it was not as bad as you said it was. That's my eyes up It was pretty fucking bad. Dude. Oh, no way. All right. Yeah, it was, it was a little bad. campy. It was it. the worst. It was campy. It was campy. All right. CK, do you got an ice up pick for us? Yeah, I've been racking my brain, but I have one uh, that I've, I read an article today on CNN about a guy who was at his murder trial as being the suspect, the guy charged with murder for for dismembering his date, and he tried to slit his throat in the courtroom. <laughs> but the <laughs> so dude's in a wheelchair, right? He just he needs. He was already in a wheelchair. Oh, he was already in a wheelchair. Yeah. Mm. Uh, right. And he needed stitches, right? That's that's. So I said, I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, you know, if I was that dude's attorney, I would say, how's he supposed to dismember this girl if he can't even cut his own throat? True point. Great question, though, is if you can't. He was using a ballpoint pen. Like, what I would do is call my client to the to the I, I would like to enter ask my client to eat a steak in front of me and it'd be like sorry i can't i can't get over there and get it like how is that i don't even he can't well i don't know maybe he had long finger maybe he smokes blunts and he had that long thumbnail and he tried to hit the artery with that he used the he used the ballpoint pen uh Oh. Which is why he yelled, that. He said, Bit I curse you all. That. And the other, apparently there's two people being accused. He said, I curse you all. And the other guy is innocent. Cody, do you slit your throat with a ball, uh, with a big pen? I feel like you got to go for the poke I mean, instead. I've never done it before. Uh, I tell you what, if I ever did, I damn sure and slit my throat with a ballpoint pen or whatever the I've told everybody repeatedly, Cody, that I told my wife in Kansas the other day, I said, you've heard of people saying, if you do this again, I'm going to kill myself. I told them, I said, fuck that. If you do this again, I'm going to kill y'all. I don't want to kill myself. I want to kill y'all motherfuckers. But all right, go ahead, Cody. I, I, I don't know if this is unrelated or not, but everybody asked me, like, you know, what would you do in the event of a doomsday scenario or if a meteor hit or if the zombies come... Dude, if a meteor hits, 
I want this thing to land on my head, dude. I am not down Boom. for any. I am not down for any post-apocalyptic future. I am down for zombies. I'm not down for any of that. I'm finding the highest point and saying deuces, y'all. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> on the flip side, I'm out, and I have no qualms about it. Where did it, this come from? Uh, dude, I, I'm, I'm just telling you, everyone has their doomsday scenario. Oh, I'm going to build a bunker in case, uh, uh, you know, uh, we get bombed by Iran or uh, the Nibiru is coming back into the solar system. Dude, I don't care if it happens. I'm one of the first ones to go, and I'm happily one of the first ones to go. Deuces, I like electricity way too much. I know, so, man. You take away my internet, and I'm ready to stab myself in the neck with a big pen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. All right. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that ice up. I thought that was it. Oh, I thought that was it. I've been dying to know. What was it? Oh, no, man. This and is I had a great joke, too. That was a great joke. It was, it was a great joke. But no, tonight we're icing up uh, the man himself, Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone has been slammed for charging over a thousand dollars for selfies in the UK. <laughs> I imagine if you're Sylvester Stallone, imagine you're one of the most famous people in the world and your time is precious and you know everyone wants a picture with you. Is this a dumb move or is this like actually kind of like, well, hey, if you want me to take a a minute out of my time, then uh, it's, it's going to cost It's you. the I biggest mean, I, dick move in the history of the world, and I love Sly and his movies and Rocky and all of this, but hey, asshole, nobody really wants a selfie that bad with you. No. Right? No well, shit. just watch your... I barely want to buy the Rocky series on DVD anymore. I will pirate that shit off the internet, let alone pay $1,000. And this brings me back to Wayne's world. What am I going to do with a gun rack when I don't even own a gun? Fuck you, Rocky. I ain't buy. I I barely even. I don't even own a DVD player anymore. Let alone a slideshow player that would justify one thousand dollars to selfies with Rocky Balboa. Can I can I yeah. restore your your opinion of Rocky? All right, sure. So it was I for was, charity, was and now you got to make us feel like assholes. <laughs> no, it doesn't. So here's the thing. All right, I would have said the exact same thing, but my wife hates me for this, and I'm always about the other side of things. Um, this wasn't Sylvester Stallone actually doing this. It was an event planner who paid him to come overseas to the UK, and they only had 150 pictures allotted. So they have to basically, they did the same thing. Arnold Schwarzenegger did the exact same thing. And Ooh, um, Mel, okay. Gibson, Mel Gibson had the Yellow exact same journalism thing. Yellow journalism here. Yellow journalism here. You got but, a deal. Your dinner only cost you a dollar. Turns out, no, the picture only cost you a dollar. Your dinner cost you $1,500. How are we moving the math around to making dinner in the UK beans and freaking sausage a full egg breakfast with Sylvester Stallone I better be able to wake up beside him naked for $1500 uh -huh. 
But here's the thing, Cody. You can still ice up somebody. Yeah. I just wouldn't ice up Rocky. I would ice up the event planners. Or the asshole that, that paid for it. Hey, and, dude, I'll, how about this? I'll ice up my own damn self. I didn't do enough research. I'm icing up myself. I should have known better than to oh, no. CNN, CNN, They, they, they all like, deserve it. They all deserve it. They all deserve it. It's all a racket. And, and, and Sylvester Stallone is either complicit or too old to know what's going on. And I even hear he's coming out with a damn Rambo like 27. And it will probably be pretty good, just like the last one was. Rocky shit is on point. That's the problem. Yeah, it's it's alright. Oh bad, dude. It's no, no way. His shit is good, dude. Geriatrics whipping ass. Yeah, that's what I want to see, man. Some old man action. How old HG, is like what is that shit? The human growth hormone? HGH. Yeah. Coming to your house, motherfuckers! All right, hey, Tony, I can do the I can do the uh, the trailer real quick if you want. Let's do it. In a land, how about this? How about three guys desperate oh, for for football food? <laughs> three guys desperate for football food. <laughs> Travel through a land, defending invaders against Cam. Traveling through the land. Defending invaders against Cam. I'm telling you, we're making the next Transformers movie. We're working on it in the background. All right, okay. Either that, or he's uh, he's recording our next intro to the show. No, we're already working on it. We're, we've already been bouncing ideas. That's what we got. That's what we got. All right. All right. My name's Tony Dunn. This is C3 Panthers Podcast, brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Cody Lashney, tell them where they can find you on Twitter. At C-O-D-Y-L-A-C on Twitter. Hit me up about just about anything and everything. Um, off season, it's not too much football, but, you know, fucking hit me up. We'll talk about whatever. Peace and love. CK in a land beyond time. What do you have for us? Where are you at? Uh, how do people get up with you? Um, I'm on Twitter. Uh, and this is a longer one, but at Codizzle Allen. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on. All right, restart, restart. It's uh, at Codizzle, C-O-D-I-Z-Z-L-E-A-L-L-E-N, Codizzle Allen. Codizzle Allen in the house. Codizzle Allen makes Twitter way too complicated. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you guys next Tuesday. We've had a fantastic show tonight. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe, leave a review, and call into the Cat Calls line. The number is 252-228-5098. Thank you so much for your uh, time tonight, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.